What's up, guys? Joe here, the man who is never going to play Storm Sentinel against you in Marvel 2. And I'm here to talk about UFC 282, when judges strike back. So this is the last pay-per-view of the year. A ton happened. Some of it good. Some of it pointless. Some of it pretty terrible. But, you know, for the most part, it was pretty fun. So, enough talk. Let's get to the fights. And in our main event, we had Magomed Ankalaev taking on former champion Jan Blahovich for the vacant UFC light heavyweight title. So we all know the story. By now, I'd imagine, a quick rundown is Jerry Brahaska, the champion, gets hurt. Bad shoulder injury. He's going to be out for, they're saying like August next year is what I've heard, but I doubt it from how bad it sounds. So could be longer. So he vacates it. The UFC told him to vacate it. He said, yeah, okay, good idea. Don't want to hold the division up. A+. Plus. I dig it. I'm tired of interims. <laughs> um, they offered it to Glover and Ankalaev. And Glover said, oh, hey, this is a different kind of matchup I got to train for. Can I get like a month? You know? But the UFC, they didn't like being called out on their thin, thin pay-per-view. So they just took him off the card. Thanks for training. Um, and... They then put these two guys together, which were the original matchups anyways. They were already going to be on the card for the vacant title. Why not? These guys are both contenders. They were kind of fighting for a number one contender spot, essentially, you know, going into the bout. And so here we are. So, vacant title on the... And it was a draw. Let's just let's just get it out of there. Right? It's a draw. It was a draw. Um, kind of pointless in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it's a kind of controversial decision. I think, I don't know. So let me share my thoughts on it. First round, I admittingly was still in disbelief over a certain decision in a prior fight. So I was kind of like still like processing like, you know, like what is reality? Like am I, did I go, like all those other things, like what is this? So I wasn't really paying the most attention. I was kind of out of it, admittingly. Um, but of what I remember seeing and like kind of scoring in my head, I thought Jan was winning. I asked my best friend. I, uh, and I looked at Twitter, and everyone kind of seemed like they were in agreement that the first round was a yawn round. And even the judges agreed. So, remember that point. Um, second and third round. I thought yawn won. thought he won him flat out. So, he was controlling the striking. There was no real grappling, but he was controlling the striking. And so, anytime Uncle Live came in to... He was often forced to stance switch because of how much damage he was taking from the low kicks, which is very telling to me. Like, that is... Very, very telling. It's really hard to, like, you know, knock a guy down with a kick. You can sweep him. You know, you kick a leg out from underneath him and they'll fall down. But, like, it's not like a chin. You, you chin somebody, you know, they'll stumble back and they'll fall. Like, making him switch stances is a conscious decision that they go, hey, I'm in trouble. I have to do this. I think that's very telling and I think that's worth a lot. Okay? Just saying. Um... <laughs> Because I know the third round was kind of a little weird one for people. So, my opinion. Um, and anytime Uncle Iev did try to get anything going in the hands, and he's trying to, you know, using aggressive footwork to pressure and use long kicks to try and open him up, which he's hoping Jan steps in to throw some hands, and then he can counter. That's Uncle Iev's game. That's what he's done to my disinterest all year. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, and every time he tried that, Gets low kicked, 
halts any progress he was making in the striking. But the fourth and fifth round, Ankalaev dominated on the ground. Just take down, easy. You know, both both legs really hurt. Both legs were very, very hurt. Um, and, you know, he was getting wobbled on both legs. So, and he still gets the takedowns. He's still getting the grappling going, and he's just dominating so much to the, to the point where in the fifth round, there's an argument for a 10-8 round in Ankalaev's favor. I can see it, and I understand the argument, but I don't know. Like, there's a whole thing on judging I could do one day, how I judge a fight, but how I judge a fight is differently than how they judge a fight, so now I have to, like, go off how they would judge it, so I scored it a 10-9, you know. TLDR, if a fight, if a round is close, but I lean towards one guy, I'm gonna say 10-9. That's me mentally. If a round is a clear winner, I'm gonna say 10 Eight. If a round has like just a lopsided smashing, like we give ten eights out nowadays, I think we should do a ten seven. Um, and if it's close and I can't tell who is, the second you kind of start going, you know, oh, if I have to pick one, you kind of have invalidated a little bit of the fight judging process. I feel like so, and it kind of it, it kind of hurts the round by round scoring. So I think nine nine. That, that's my TLDR of it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I scored it for Jan. I, I scored it 48-47 for Jan. Funny enough, Joe Rogan gets out there and interviews the fighters. <laughs> so this is kind of funny. I'm going to be thinking about this all day tomorrow. I'll be laughing forever about this. Uh, so he gets out there. Jan is clearly disappointed. He's kind of, you know, dismissive of the notion that he won the fight because of his performance in the championship rounds. Very understandable. You're a high competitor. You want to win every round. And then the last things are the things you think about. It's kind of hard to score a fight when you're the ones in there fighting. You know, it's a little harder. You know, there's times where guys win robberies and they go, I definitely won. You didn't, but sure. Um, and, and then on the flip side of that too, you know. Um, so he's kind of dismissive, blah, 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 blah. Ankalaev is pissed. He's like talking smack on judges. Like, the, like what, what, who, who gave these judges? The US, why did the UFC make these judges? All this stuff like that, you know. And R Rogan just goes, yeah, you know, the commentary team, me and the commentary team felt like you won. They go back, you know, after the main event. Rogan, Anik, and DC are sitting there talking. And um, Anik and DC just go, yeah, you know, we thought Jan won. So, uh, nice job speaking for your homies there, Joe Rogan. Nice. Um, also, fun fact, Glover and Jamala Hill are going to be fighting next month for the still vacant title. Kind of a pointless fight, sadly. Like, the fight had to happen. It was going to be your main event. But making it a title fight just felt like it was just for, like, cheap promotion in hindsight. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Here we are. Um, these pay-per-view cards, just lacking in depth. So when an injury happens and they scramble, it feels like we kind of waste our money and time sometimes. Let's talk about this co-main event. Patty Pimblett. Jared Gordon, coming event, lightweights. It's a terrible decision. Just add it's my opinion. I think it's terrible. Uh, almost as bad. It's 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 such a bad decision. It's almost as bad as like asking Ariel Hawani to pay you to talk to him. You know, the most influential guy in the business, influential journal journalist ever. Almost as bad as antagonizing everyone who disagrees with you afterwards. Yeah, almost as bad as pissing off a guy like Ilya Taporia and then avoiding him. 
Anyways, so we could talk all day, I feel like, about Patty outside the cage. You know, he's, he's normally a really charming guy, but this week really soured him even more for me. Um, so let's talk about him inside the cage. Let's be fair here. We're in the fight game, not the talking game. And uh, so he was swinging pretty wildly, chin up in the air, hitting a lot of forearms, I thought. I don't think a lot of shots were landing clean. And when they were, Gordon was defending well, and he was landing... Gordon was landing way more shots clean because he, he was controlling Patty in the grappling. He tagged him with left hook after left hook after left hook after left hook. Just rinse, repeat. No real oomph on Gordon's, you know, on Gordon's punches. He's not a big power puncher. Uh, but you got to wonder how long that chin's going to last because no matter how hard you get hit, you have a set number of punches you can take before that chin is just gone. And he is so hittable, Patty. So hittable. Um, but, you know, they, they, Patty won the fight. That sounds right to me. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right to me at all. Um, you know, I'm not. This isn't the worst decision ever. I feel like I say this all all, all year. This isn't the worst decision ever. And uh, I can make a list one day if you guys want of what my opinion of the worst decisions ever are. This is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's my top three this year. You know, maybe. You know, <laughs> just bad, bad year decisions. Um, the crowd seemingly kind of lost steam for him afterwards too. Because uh, they were so hot for Patty. And then now at the end of the fight, they're like, eh, I don't know about that one. So let's get to the rest of the card. Because there was a lot that happened. My boy Stable got to be really happy. Santiago Ponzinibbio gets a comeback KO win over Alex Morono. Drikis Duplessis gassed out in the first round trying to KO and finish Darren Till very early. Loses the second round, I thought. And then comes back with a really easy takedown into an easy mount into an easy back take into an easy tap out. Um, potential chopping block for Till. Sad. Um, Ilya Tapuria showed up and just busted on Bryce Mitchell. I like both guys, and I'm, I'm still adamant that both the guys are the future of the division. I think it's really important to build these talents up, and because I think they are the future, in my opinion. Um, but Tapuria is nasty. Nasty, nasty. Some kind of monster. He's just a monster out there, it feels like. Uh, he gets a tap out with an arm triangle choke in the second round over Thug Nasty. Ooh, awesome fight. That was my that was my fight of the night. <laughs> Raul Rosas Jr. He got driven to the cage by a school bus. You know, he got dropped off. Um, but then he proceeded to just get a really quick first round submission win. Um, so I'm going to joke about his age. I'm just joking about his age, really. Um, but I do think it's impressive and interesting that a guy so young makes it to UFC with some promise and hype around him. We'll see how it works out. Sometimes these cases don't. But we'll see. You never know. Um, and Rosentruck TKO'd Chris Dawkins in less than 30 seconds. Edmund Shabazian left Edmund Tarverdian and got a TKO win. For, regains his footing. Chris Curtis flattened Joaquin Buckley. And Billy Quarantillo just spoiled the featherweight debut of Alex Hernandez. That's it for me. I'll be here next week, though. Don't worry. For the final UFC fight card of the year. It's, by the way, though, pay-per-view week. Retro review on the main channel. Yeah. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't. I love doing it. I, I love doing these, of course, you know. But I get to take us back to the year of our Lord 2004. We get to watch Prime Chuck Liddell get in there against Tito Ortiz 1. Ooh, it's a good one. Uh, anyways, though, I'm Joe with the INC. Thank you for watching.